0: He's got 24 albums. He, they, the band, the group.
1: It's mostly, right? mostly he, uh, but in the last like 10 years, it's been a, a they group. <sighs> Trevor, you look dumbfounded. I don't.
0: Th- 24 albums. Yeah, that's yeah, a man. lot of albums. First one was in 2000. No, 94.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they've been around a minute. I mean, that
0: it's surprises I don't know, like i that... honestly
2: don't know like most of their music there's just like a few, there are a few albums that i really like and then there are like some songs that i just like
0: genuinely really love it surprises Going to me is my
2: favorite song of theirs.
0: that a group has been around for that long and i'm just like
1: never listened to them
0: ever ever, well, ever isn't ever. that kind of weird now,
1: now's your chance to change that trevor i'd like to invite you to so listen to the mountain goats. Oh my goodness! Oh, did they do the
0: um, theme song to Weeds? I don't know. I never watched. It's weeds. Spotify says they appear on Weeds. They might have done a song for
2: the soundtrack. I don't know if it's a it song. The theme song because mm. I, I
0: international watch, like,
1: small I arms traffic that. blues. That's the one they oh, did. Yeah, it appears in in the series. Um, so funny story about the mountain goats. Um. I, when I was in college I was at the student newspaper and I, I wrote a review of you know the latest album at the at the time. I don't remember which one it would have been, but Yeah. Um my philosophy professor who I'd taken tons of classes from pulls me aside after class one day and says, Oh, I didn't I didn't know you liked the mountain goats. He and I went to you know, went to school together and at one point I stole his I think it was like an Aerosmith album or something. It was pretty great. So that's my weird connection to the mound of goats i loved them and then i found out my philosophy professor was like in good with him and like we get demos and all that really so that's about it that's
2: you really know. cool the, a philosophy pr- professor at uh so, unnamed university in southern utah oh, it's yeah. not the <laughs> furthest southern utah university yeah but my potential professor <laughs> called something like southern utah university just uh, you know, theoretically, theoretically might be called that. That's how did he know him?
1: Uh, they went to like middle school and high school together, and they like lived down the road from each other.
2: W- Where's that band from? I have no idea.
1: Is it Claremont, California?
2: Oh, they are they from California? They seem like a yeah. East Coast bands. Uh, so.
1: uh He lived, I think, on the East Coast. Well, he lives in California now, but yeah, it's Claremont. I have no idea where Claremont is.
2: I don't know either. Actually, I don't. Th- and this is where we enter the portion of
1: TV the TV show where we look at google maps let's go look at city I borders on oh, google maps
2: there was uh, the other day i was looking at was i i was looking at something and i was like wow this would be great for our google maps segment on off the crossbar but i can't remember what it was now it's a dang shame it Speaking is segments
1: on off the crossbar this is my favorite segment <laughs> where Starting i say welcome to off the crossbar array of salt lake podcast this is episode 56. We will now resume talking about maps. I gotta, be, <laughs> it's the, I gotta be
2: honest, it feels like we've done way more than 56 episodes, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it kind of does.
1: Yeah, it's kind of timeless, Also, at the right? same
0: time, it feels like we've been doing it for longer than 56 episodes, but there was a period where we, like, maybe did one episode a week.
1: Or, mm-hmm. like, one a yeah. month in June yeah, I and mean, right? We're last doing game, it more right?
2: regularly than we like ever have
1: yeah yeah Trevor set out a challenge for us at the beginning of the the year dear listener one of you uh and said (laughs) we should record more often and Kyle and I said okay
2: yeah here we are well I think I mean to be honest moving to a more remote friendly recording situation has helped quite a bit because oh for sure um I mean I I lived closer to Matt than Trevor did, but Trevor was making quite a long trek to, you know, to your yeah. neck of yeah. the woods to record. So
1: all the way from Southern Utah, mm-hmm.
2: it is anything past <laughs> you know Bluffdale is Southern Utah. So yeah, um, that is true. So yeah, I, I'm very appreciative of the silver lining that is uh, ZenCaster.
1: Yeah, it's so. also super easy to edit, and I love you guys, but. Sometimes production in person is more difficult. It's, yeah. And this is not difficult. And yeah. I am, as they say, lazy. Thank goodness. As they say.
0: Um, Claremont, California is in the northern part of Los Angeles. It is right next to Rancho Cucamonga. Oh. And just north and west of Ontario. Which, okay. if you know your U.S. soccer history, that's where I landed Donovan up oh well, i wonder if he knew my philosophy
1: professor <laughs> he maybe he did you should honestly call him donovan
2: answer. seems like he might be a fan of the mountain goats i wouldn't blame him i wouldn't blame him and i, I he just seems like that's i don't know i wonder oh I, I wonder a lot of things about Landon Donovan. but that i also wonder what could have been if he ended up going to rsl like he was supposed to yeah like he had agreed to rather
1: you know, I have my suspicions about why that deal fell apart. And if you remember, um, Deloy Hansen gave, you know, uh, he he was very interested in not paying people what they were worth mm-hmm. or finding other ways to pay them. Like with uh, Utah Royals, uh, he paid players. I mean, he, he paid them, I'm sure, the mi- league minimum or whatever, mm-hmm. but then also gave them housing, mm-hmm. which he owned. And hopefully yeah. they didn't have to pay for it, but, you know, they might have at a discount, but still, like, they're... Yeah, I mean, we know
2: for a fact that there have been... I mean, there. Are, I'm sure there are RSL players right now who live in Deloitte's, uh The Deloitte dorms, as we call them <laughs> as of
1: now. Yeah, and uh, it, it is Sam hard, hard not to, right?
2: Yeah, and especially for those that are moving from, like, a very different situation. Like, I know Sam Johnson lived in like some of his apartments or whatever for a while before he bought that house in which he had that massive party at. Um, but yeah, it is, it's interesting. It is interesting that he's able to do that. And what's also interesting is that we have, we had the Miller family who would also try to do little things like that ish to try to get like, I, I remember when Gordon Hayward was, was thinking when he was contemplating leaving and did, uh, evidently and eventually leave um, that there was like maybe a car dealership in, <laughs> in the mix. Maybe oh, he man. wanted to own a Gordon Hayward Toyota on State Street. In
1: yeah, he, he could join, be the, the head of the trio of problematic car dealership owners That's that right. he formerly <laughs> p- played for the Utah Jazz. Oh, and I wish right. one of those didn't recently join that list. But
2: I know. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. His is... I mean, there are degrees to all things, but yeah, yeah. His is, it's it's not as bad, but it is, it is disappointing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, well, uh, speaking yeah. of disappointing, should we uh, endeavor towards <laughs> social hour?
2: With the show.
1: Well, okay, so before <laughs> we
2: get to the game, yeah, before we get to the game, I think it must be clear and made clear that I did not watch this game. So Lucky. I'm oh. requiring you to carry me. I watched... Okay, I watched um everything I I started watching about three minutes before Carlos Vela scores uh okay. that really good goal. So um but before that, uh we might do a little, you know, brief social hour.
1: Yeah. And then uh, we've got a news segment.
2: Oh, that's right. We do. I mean, you didn't give us the doc, so I'm Oh, fine. it's the same one yeah. every
1: time now. So I'll oh, post the link. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness. Sorry, guys. Oh goodness. Um, I'll go first in social oh, hour while sure, you guys pull please. up the document. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. Uh, so I've been recording season two of my uh, science fiction podcast. And that's that's going well. And I'm reading for season three, so. Nice. Yeah. We love it. Yeah, it's fun. It's a good way to pass the time. Uh, and be it's be a good way to, to get my feet wet in these stories,
2: yeah, I'm gonna be listening to a little bit more as we uh oh. uh this week, actually, which is part of my social hour update. but yeah,
1: oh yeah, go Kyle,
2: okay, so well, the reason I didn't watch the game is because uh I actually figured we were gonna lose, <laughs> and I didn't want to <laughs> waste a night watching that. I figured it I mean obviously can't control the outcome um so i was like maybe i'll just do something a little different this saturday evening and i um went somewhere that i haven't gone for a while and it was uh you're actually able to um i know everyone listening to this podcast is very respectful and would not um disrespect a location that is near and dear to my heart so I you can actually drive to the very top of Farmington Canyon um, and just straight up be on top of one of those like mountains in Farmington. It's really crazy. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, and Matt, this is a drive you could do in your car. I mean, it's oh. it's a very groomed uh, road, okay. actually, because there's a weather station. Well, I think it's a weather station up at the top of one of these mountains. So you can just drive up there and it's just totally fine and really beautiful um so i had a little picnic up there with carly and my friend connor and we um just like watched the sunset up there so there's you can go up the canyon you can go north which takes you to the top of um i think it's called thurston peak and it's by it's like where the farm or the weather station is or you can go south and you can actually take this road that goes um from farmington canyon on top of one of these peaks and down into uh bountiful canyon so um very very uh it's a bit of a hidden gem but it's a really good place to just it's a nice little drive if you've got all-wheel drive it's not super gnarly or anything like that but yeah it's amazing so i did that instead of watching the game but then i um as i was coming down i was like in and out of service and i saw that we'd gotten scored on by Diego Rossi. And then uh, soon after I saw that we tied the game through Aaron Herrera, which was delightful to see. And then it was radio silence on Mob for quite some time, um, which was a good ish sign. I didn't realize just how (laughs) quite, uh, I mean, it was very close to not being radio silence for a lot of that, but um, yeah, so there was that. But then the other update that I have is uh, so this week, I have a family reunion um, down in St. George with my oh. uh, the Holland family, and ah. will be. Uh, it's like the biggest family reunion we've had in like probably like the twenty years or maybe more. I don't know. So seeing a lot of family, um, hoping everyone's vaccinated. Here's hoping. And, yeah. Uh I know my grandparents are, so that's good. But um yeah, so doing that starting Wednesday. So the thing is is that I probably won't be at the game on Wednesday because I need to drive down to St. George right after I have the pre-drywall meeting on the house that I'm oh that I'm building,
1: congratulations. So
2: Thank you. I'd be going down sooner, except for that meeting. So I probably won't be seeing you guys on Wednesday, unfortunately. But um And then as the second part of that is that right after the family reunion reunion is over at the end of the week on Saturday, I'll be going to Southern California where Matt will be attending as well Yeah, in the, uh, next week after that. So, um, or I guess that same week, right? Maybe
1: we'll run into each other on the beach. That
2: would be great. Uh, I don't don't think it's
1: likely because you'll be what, two hours away.
2: It's not that far. Um, it, without traffic it's probably yeah maybe about an hour and a half um i will be up in yeah i guess it 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 is it is a little far but i will be in laguna at the oh. pageant of the masters with my family on oh. the tuesday of that i guess a week from tomorrow
1: so yeah that, so we'll be at a local uh amusement park
2: oh are you um, going to um
1: six Flags? You going to Disney or Six Flags? I'm going not to Disney. Oh, I I have, oh, I have, like have no business going to either of those because I will just vomit all over. Disney no. is the one that will not make me vomit, so
2: I love roller coasters, but I I love Disneyland. I think it's so great.
1: Um I am thinking while I'm there, I need to go to the Balboa Pier where yes. the uh the banana stand would be. <laughs>
0: was great. Just, That's one of the places that um I like Bobo. Whenever we went to LA, that was one of my mom's favorite places to just go and walk around.
2: You guys went all the way down to, yeah. to Newport, huh? Yeah. Nice. I I yeah, Newport's cool. Newport
0: like- Beach was kind of the beach that we always like when we had like a big group of like all of our families, everybody yeah. going to the beach when we were kids, like Newport Beach was the beach that we usually went to.
2: Yeah, it's very uh spacious and huge and lots of yeah, it's cool. I, I like Newport, but anyway. So that's my update. I'm, I'll be doing some light traveling here. So when I said uh, I'll be listening, is that I've got some drives ahead of me, and that's that's great. That's great driving tunes, my friend. Them's great
1: driving tunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully the stories are not too uh, too boring. But
2: they, they listen that two X. It'll be all right. Matt, uh, Trevor my friend. What's going on yeah. with you down in uh, eastern Utah?
1: Oh, yeah. I
0: guess this is eastern. I was going to say I'm down in southern Utah, but I guess this is technically eastern. <laughs> yeah, the College of Eastern Utah is over there, I believe. Yeah, It is
2: now Utah State.
0: It is now Utah State University Eastern Campus.
1: Well, that's been that way for like a decade, right? Has um, it? I don't think so. I think I was I in know. school when it happened. No, I, I've been out I know that decade. when I
0: graduated high school, I had a scholarship offer from the College of Eastern Utah.
1: Trevor, how long ago did you graduate high school?
0: Slightly more than 10 years ago. <laughs> and I seem to remember that it was still College of Eastern Utah, like several years after. I don't know. We can look it up. Right. I don't really care.
1: But I, have, anyway. I have bad news for you. That was the name changed in 2010. Oh, and yeah. now you are obligated to feel old.
0: Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm okay. Well, then I graduated 14
1: years ago. That Damn.
0: sucks. Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Well. Anyway. I'm at 17, so. Uh... <laughs> well, at
0: least it didn't happen and while I, you were in school, I so I was right about that. I don't
1: feel a day over 32, but I, <laughs> I am.
0: Well, here's why. I. Anyway, um, yeah, we're working down here. I did go. We talked last week about the many bustling businesses in and around. <laughs> of cleveland cleveland utah <laughs> and i did uh, after we went i drove past that sweet shop like two or three times yeah on the way out of town and they have a post-it note on the door that says call number for assistance
1: and then it like oh yeah
0: has the owner's name on it and i never did that because whatever um but i did drive past today and same thing just had the post-it note and i had a sorry we're closed sign and i looked and apparently like on the door where they have like the hours listed they don't have monday at all like monday apparently they're closed (laughs) Ah. all day and i looked inside and there was some movement so i got out of the car and walked up and opened the door it was unlocked and there was a lady (laughs) in there with her kid or grandkid i guess and i was like i'm sorry are are you guys open and she was like when i'm here we're open so yes i guess we're open So she was very nice. And we talked uh, a little bit and I bought some of the stuff. She hadn't like made a whole, like the shop wasn't like filled. Um, she had, uh, I guess it's a small little place, but she has a big display in the middle of it that she says is usually filled with different kinds of fudge. She didn't have any fudge uh, at the time. The only fudge that she had was like in the freezer. Like it'd been (laughs) kind of long-term stored.
1: Are you going to um, leave a negative review because it was so no. no fudge?
0: <laughs> but uh, no, she was there because she was making a whole bunch of caramel apples for some event that was something she needs a whole bunch of caramel apples for. Um, Cleveland days. That so okay. That was the next topic. Cleveland days is this weekend.
1: Wait, is it actually called Cleveland it, days? It's. I oh I think
0: so, but she was yeah, telling. She was is. like it's the town like you know celebration and i was like yeah i get it every town in oh, utah has i can't a summer
1: actually thing. tell that it's cleveland days because i don't have adobe flash installed no that's too bad
0: well, anyway so too- she was telling me that that was this weekend and that i should come down she always sets up a booth and there's a bunch of other booths and it's really fun and i was like i hope i'm not here for the weekend i'm sorry <laughs> but i should be done with what i'm doing down here and home by wednesday is the plan so but anyway, no, it was great. I bought I showed you guys some pictures. Um, but she has some um, of like the pretzel sticks covered in caramel and chocolate. Oh. And nice. then that crispy th- the the one thing I showed you guys. It is let's see, a marshmallow rice crispy treat. And it was Ooh. covered with it was like coated in caramel and then had chocolate all over it, and it had uh, pecans and like little um other bits just like all around it yeah. it was delicious it was really really good
1: did you ask her if she only uses bean to bar artisan chocolate i did from not local, locally sourced makers and i should have yeah
2: if it was fair trade for sure <laughs> oh yeah
1: <laughs> although don't get me started on fair trade and cacao and some of the yeah. damage that's wrought
0: yeah yeah wow but anyway I, I went to the sweet shop it was fun it was nice i bought some stuff the owner is a very nice lady it would have been
2: really funny. You had this like incredibly pleasant experience, great snacks, treats, and then left a negative review because of the frozen fudge. She yeah. just has to look at this negative review from Trevor Brady. And it's just like she's like, What? Like, I wasn't even open today.
0: <laughs> oh Adam, well, that's wow. pretty much uh that's the update from uh good old Eastern Utah. That's beautiful. All right. Wait, Is have it- you gone to help her yet or no? Oh, oh yeah. No, I, ju- I drove through it, um, but I'm not. No, Come on, I, man. I don't think I'm going to instead. on this trip go, on, go to help her.
1: And we should take a podcast road trip down there. Unless yeah, here, I'll tell you art,
2: what artist nights. So I'm oh, scheduled
0: match to, the game. Let's do it. I'm scheduled to be here through this week, except for Friday, because that's when we're doing the 24th of July holiday, whatever. Um, but I'm should I should be able to drive home for the RSL game. Huh. Oh, nice. The plan is that I should be done hopefully by Wednesday morning and I can drive home Wednesday day. And if I am able to do that, I'll stop at Helper and I'll check out the sites and I'll let you guys know how worth it it is.
1: Okay, please do. So there. <laughs> Thank you. Just for you guys. <laughs> well, I will see you at the game. Maybe. 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 I'm going right. to
0: RSVP anyway.
1: Good. I hope People's- they don't listen to this podcast.
0: Why? Yeah, I don't. I don't, I, don't I
1: don't know.
2: I don't know who does at this point. Yeah, that's fair. Fine, fine. Yeah,
1: I, I, f- I can start trying to dox our listeners if we want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this that seems okay. good. We should just release an episode where we dox our listeners and then just make fun of them. That's probably a great idea. <laughs>
2: yeah, that all should be our first of with Apple
1: Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Well, we nine nice. listeners from the UK. Oh, nice! From the UK, what? Yeah. UK.
2: One of you UK listeners, I'm like, please tweet at us and say, like, are you? I'm curious if these are like expats or like actual just. I, oh wait, I I know we do have one. There is like some random UK RSL fan. I've seen like posts on like. Reddit there are
1: two before. of them. One of them wrote for. Or occasionally still does, right for RSL Soapbox.
2: Oh, nice. Ben,
1: And then we've (laughs) got uh, Dan Cross over in Redding. And he is a big RSL fan. Although I wouldn't blame him for hating this team now.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he's also a Redding fan, so he's kind of used to disappointment.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Trevor, I'm going to need you to step up your your, uh, street team game in Provo. Because only 4% of our... Listeners have come from Provo Wow, 40%. as opposed to 14% of salt in Salt Lake city.
0: It's a numbers so, you game. Know. You get Salt Lake's just a bigger city. I think if you take like the populations oh, wow. of Provo and Salt Lake, we have a bigger portion of the population of Provo listening than we do of Salt Lake. <laughs> They're more listening. So I think I'm Ogden winning the numbers. Than Orem. Uh, Ogden than o- well, I don't care about Orem.
1: Uh, and Provo. Oh, not oh, combined. <laughs> if you combine them, it's still more. All right, should we get to the news? Have oh. we put off talking about this game long enough? Yeah. It
0: has only been the first 24 minutes of the episode that we've not yeah. talked about this game. So That's true. You guys have another hour and a half left.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so news the items. Worst. I initially wrote here, I don't think there's much RSL. I meant to write the word <laughs> news after that. And then if you look at the third item, Rubio Rubin did sign a new contract, and that is official. And he'll be with us until potentially 2024, I believe. It's 2023 with a team option following. Oh, I thought it was 24 with a team option for 25. Uh, we could double check, but let's, let's call it one of those two.
0: He'll be here for a while. I think That's cool. several years.
1: Jenny's going to step into my office and grab something that is printing from the printer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I'll
1: we'll make her wave.
0: I could wait for rude. an hour and a half. That's rude. Wave. Oh, wave. Wait. Dang it.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah so, Rubio so-
0: Rubin signed a new contract, which is cool. He's done yeah. good. He's still young. And if this whole thing works out, he might be worth some money in a few years.
1: Yeah. Jenny, do you want to come wave to Kyle and Trevor? Hi, Jenny. Hello, Jenny. Oh, hey. They They say hi. I just needed to print something. Sorry for interrupting. It's okay.
2: We We knew that. We heard.
1: That's true. <laughs> I heard the printer go off, and I thought that I didn't print anything. But Matt, you did his
0: outstanding so. detective skills. Yeah. To figure yes. out what was going to happen. It
1: work. It work. It's <laughs> All right. Well. Oh,
0: man. Bye, Jenny. Bye.
1: bye. I will see you after I'm done recording this podcast. <laughs> uh, the not next a, news item Sooner. Uh, Ga- is it Gabriel, Gabriel Heinze. I never know how to pronounce these names because I don't do any research.
2: Can we briefly mention that it's been so long since Ruby ever being escorted? Okay. Gabriel Heinze yeah. is out at Atlanta. Yes, this, this is true. This is this is factual. This is true.
0: So we're going to talk about this. But there's (laughs) so the initial like thought around this that like the easy answer to like why he was let go. um, (laughs) A lot of people tweeted had to do with like him benching Joseph Martinez. And so I tweeted something, and I got somebody in all up in my DMs, like immediately being like that has almost nothing to do with it. There's way more stuff he's actually an awful coach and he's actually an awful person. And that more than likely has more to do with why he got let go. And I was like, Oh, this is interesting that nobody knew this or heard about this or anything. And then all of a sudden today and yesterday we get like four stories about how terrible he is and how like he wouldn't let players take days off like CBA mandated days off he yeah. was, like, withholding water from players during practice um, and just generally being kind of a piece of crap. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's a really nuts. bad look that a team could hire that guy and put up with that guy for – that you didn't put up with him for that long, but, like, somebody should At have any known this. Of
1: time, right?
0: Yeah, and apparently – and there's, like, stories coming out that, like, this is not exactly new. If they had just done a little bit of vetting and a little bit of research, they would have found that in his previous appointments, he did kind of the same stuff. So, Man. Yeah,
1: that seems bad. So what yeah. do I know? It's pretty bad. It's pretty – uh,
2: I mean, I'm uh, not a, I'm not a coach. Right? So any coach that's listening to this can call me up, say, you're an idiot, you're wrong, you're stupid. But if you only do I'm not more a coach. But I feel like it's probably – you're right yeah 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 um i feel like it's probably a bad idea to deprive your players of water
1: again yeah, I, I
2: could be way off base here
1: i don't know that any of us on the podcast are uh human biologists or really experts in it that's for sure but uh yeah, popular so, science seems to suggest that water is important huge guy, yeah, I you're, water. When,
0: when we talk about this stuff it is important to note that yeah, you're right, we're not experts on this, but I,
1: I heard we're like 99 and a half percent water or something like that. So I think it's slightly yeah. less than that, but,
2: but in I mean, any case, we need a lot of water. I think I've been told or I've heard, but yeah, pretty pretty wild decision to deprive your players of water like that. But
1: yeah, it, it smacks of is it a Hackworth? No. It a you're in, no, you're not- in the right, nope, it wasn't Hackworth, it was but it was
0: Philadelphia, it's uh Peter Novak.
1: Oh, Peter Novak. Mm. Who did uh similar things and similar. Pretty much the same thing
0: and was also let go. And a lot of people got really mad at it, as they should.
1: What is he up yeah. to? Jeez,
0: that's a name I haven't thought of in a while. I had to figure out how to spell it. Oh, he's got uh, he's got like the, the two different ways to spell it. He's got his um, American Americanized way, but he's also Polish, so it's spelled like Polish.
1: Huh. Um, since then, he's coached at Antigua and Barbuda, Lechia G- Gdansk, and then he moved to be sporting director of Le- Lechia Gdansk, huh. which I, I assume that's how you say that. And that's it, it probably looks, right. like, looks like he's no longer there. So that's um, probably for the better. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: it would appear to be.
1: So he did against. call players who had concussions – uh, weak and another word which we won't repeat on the podcast nice. uh, was pro-hazing of rookies. Um, <laughs> let's see, making players run 10 to 12 miles in the heat while refusing them water over trainer's objections. Um, Spanking players with a sandal and dipping his hands in ice water and paddling players. Um, So I don't think uh, Heinze has quite risen to that level
0: yeah he's he's not quite novak but
1: novak also coached the union for like two and a half years so yeah it was a problem right wow and he was the mls all-star head coach so you know (laughs) great league
0: novak filed (laughs) a wrongful termination lawsuit against the union (laughs) which he lost and it was rejected by both an arbitrator and then again by a Philadelphia federal district court. <laughs> That's insane. In addition to losing the lawsuit, he was ordered to pay $454,000 to the team for its Jeez. legal fees. What a Brutal. dummy.
2: So Atlanta is so confusing to me. I mean, it is it is wild to me that like an organization like Atlanta would make such a Hiring mistake. I mean, I, I obviously they they made a big mistake with uh what's his face Dutch guy, um
0: <laughs> who has publicly said that he's interested in coming back to Atlanta. By the way, yeah, I, I bet he <laughs> in is. light of and say being fired, yeah. De Boer was like, "Oh, hey, if you need a coach, I, I'll, I'll come back." Did,
2: did De Boer get fired from being the Netherlands coach as well? I thought he Does did. That happened. Yeah. yeah, I thought he got I let go like
0: immediately following the Euros.
2: I bet he, I think he did. Yeah. DeBoer is terrible and he was terrible for Atlanta. And so maybe I shouldn't be that surprised, but like it's interesting that they hired not only someone who wasn't getting them good results, but also someone who's just like a terrible person, which obviously I don't think those things are entirely disconnected, especially when uh, he appears to be the reason that Joseph Martinez wasn't playing. Who's their best player. Who's one of the best players in MLS And it's weird that this has happened twice in this MLS season so far. I can't remember the last time we had, like, star players like this who are essentially removed from team activities because of what's likely uh, an issue with the coaching staff and these players. We saw with Josie and Chris Armis, and now it appears to be a very similar situation. I don't think Chris Armis was abusing his players like this, but it's just weird that this has happened... Twice. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and the rumor.
1: Sissian before them. <laughs>
2: Yermov <yeah. Jeez. laughs> Sissian, uh, you know, took a lot of chances so they could run.
1: <laughs> the rumor was However that
2: the, saying goes. the
0: big thing behind Joseph being benched was because he basically like wasn't going along with it and was like standing up for players and like calling and say that, out. Has that and, been con- confirmed? i don't think it's been confirmed but that's the rumor is it that like yeah, that's why he I'm, was frozen out was just because he was the one that was the most standing up to had and telling him you can't do that
2: yeah which i that would make me very happy because i i've uh i always liked uh joseph martinez i think he's uh great player I liked his and Miguel Almiron's friendship when they were at Atlanta together and then uh, interestingly like a few days ago did you guys see that post that Justin Miram had I did yeah he like posted picture of him and uh, Joseph Martinez together like saying that like oh I love you and I miss you or whatever and I thought that was interestingly timed with like the news coming out that he like essentially wasn't with the team Um, but yeah I'm assuming he will be just like Josie was right after the firing, so yeah um Seems fair. we now have a they now have another uh a very good striker that Brooks Lennon can play more key passes to and maybe take over the number one spot from being number two in the league so
1: <laughs> yeah oh boy,
0: that was my yeah. that was my favorite stat that I've heard in like several <laughs> wilds, yeah brooks Lendon is the is the se- is
2: second in the league with key of key passes so next to uh who's number one
1: hi uh, carlos heel
0: yeah
2: oh well, yeah, like that's right pretty big margin I think,
0: yeah. yeah i think i think i'm gonna make up some numbers but it was something like carlos had like 75 and brooks had like 50 or something like that yeah. like it was a huge yeah. job
1: but well, speaking of huge gaps, should we uh, <laughs> should we talk about the game?
2: Sure. You Does guys I... have to carry this segment uh because oh. I did not watch.
1: Well, uh Kyle, if, if shall we paint a word picture for you? Please. Um the fr- the only thing I have in the notes is didn't we just play them? Because we did. And MLS uh has jammed us together. And initially I thought like this is too bad because we'll, you know, we'll face the team in the same form and, and uh, that will lead to like a, a, like a swing in results that like, if you played each other across the season, you wouldn't necessarily experience. Um, needless to say, that isn't actually what happened. Um, I thought the first game LAFC was not great mm-hmm. and they won this game. Trevor, do you have your stats handy? Uh yeah, why don't you why don't you walk us through some of those key stats? So the key stats,
0: <laughs> they're really uh, great, Kyle. I'm, I'm really also excited to. The
2: numbers, if you will.
0: Uh, yeah, we'll we'll do it pop quiz style because that's my favorite. Um, oh yeah, Kyle. If you had to guess, what do you think? Let's start with the RSL's expected goals was. Remember they scored one goal in the game.
2: Yeah. So when I checked in with you guys, I. I was looking at the Fot Mob thing. And I, this again, this was this was before they scored their second goal. And I think I remember seeing the expected goals at that point was like 3.75 to RSL's like 0.6 or something like that. It That's was
0: probably nuts. about right. So here's the thing. This has been updated because I remember looking at it post-game. Yeah. And the XG for RSL was 0.8, which is about right, about what you'd expect. Yeah. Um, the XG for LA uh, is 5.4. Oh my. Okay. So it was. We had. There was a moment in the game um, where it, there was a ball came in and somebody took a shot. It got saved and immediately somebody else took another shot and they're both from like six yards out. And Ochoa saved it. And I think Matt tweeted at me or something and was like, Hey, I wonder what the XG is. And at that point, the XG was like, I think 0.8 or 0.9. And that was like early in the game. (laughs) That was like, Yeah. yeah. I think that was before their first goal, but their first goal came, you know, 10 minutes.
1: One of the beautiful things about uh, the MLS soccer expected goals chart. Is that it gives you a, like a real good view over time of how things are progressing, and between minute one and 15, um, but between so before we scored after, you know, from zero to then, uh, their XG is like just jumps up astronomically with like four good shots, and then they scored. <laughs> and that was like 10 minutes in. And that, yeah. that tells such a story of this game. Um, Here's one, or I I almost spoiled the question. Here's one pop quiz for you. Um, (laughs) It would be too simple to say who had more possession. Um, How (laughs) significant do you think the um, difference in possession is between the two teams?
2: Was it bigger than 55-45? Yeah. Was it 60-40 or more than that?
1: More. Wait, was
2: it
0: <laughs> All right, that's not what I'm looking at. You and I are looking at two different numbers.
2: It was so your numbers say more than sixty forty. Yeah, whatever. It's what do yours say? About
0: sixty forty. Mine say fifty seven forty three.
1: Oh, this is funny. Uh, huh. So if Matt, you, if real if quick, you look, Matt, what are you looking at? Are you looking at the MLS a, side or who scored? Yeah, we're both on the MLS side. If you go up to possession up at the top, possession percent, uh, it does have fifty seven forty three. If you okay. go down to possession, a separate section of the page, <laughs> it's sixty-five thirty-five, sixty five thirty five which seems uh, more accurate to my read. Based on, yeah, it wasn't. I
2: mean, it's reflective of the other stats, right? I mean, yeah. I, like, obviously possessions don't equal shots, but when you have 35% possession, you, uh, I don't think you're going to get more
0: than a few
2: shots, which how many well, shots do we have?
0: Let's move on to how many shots there were in the game. <laughs> so total shots. Uh LA had 29 to RSLs 29.
1: three. Carlos Vela had eight, hit the post twice, and had a penalty saved. <laughs> and scored a goal.
0: Uh we had one shot off target, two shots on target, one of which was a goal. Uh the LA had 12 shots off target, nine shots on target two of which were a goal and eight shots blocked. Yeah. He blocked shots Two hit the woodwork. Um, 23 shots came from inside the box. 23. Came from <laughs> 23. Inside the box. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Let's see. Was oh. the, there was a few other stats that really stood out to me <laughs> as just absolutely hilarious. I'm trying to find them.
1: Oh, <laughs> um, um.
0: That's yeah.
1: That's we got, not great. Uh, can you imagine uh, Andrew Putner or Zach McMath and goal for this?
0: It would have been a disaster. So looking at the keeper um, <laughs> keeper numbers, Ochoa made eight saves, six of which were classified as a diving save. Six <laughs> were saves inside the box. Okay,
1: he's not allowed to save things outside the box, Trevor.
2: That's right.
0: I think that's a save from a shot that the shot was inside the box. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so needless to say, Trevor, do you have more stats? Actually, Um, (laughs) you really want to hammer home. Hey, we did win in the tackles game. We had more tackles. We sure did. We had more Um, interceptions. We had way more clearances. That was pretty good.
0: We had more accurate, or we had more passes inside our own half.
1: <laughs> okay, this is that, the, that, that, okay. That actually surprises me.
0: This is the <laughs> one that that blew me away. So in the well, opposition LA half was never in their own half. No, right? th- yeah, so that's like, exactly what the read is on that one. So the <laughs> passes completed in the opposition half, LAFC had two hundred and eighty-seven. Or not passes <laughs> completed. Just I think it's just passes. Two hundred eighty-seven. Yeah. In the whole game, we had three hundred and one um compared to RSL's passes in the opposition half one hundred and eighteen
1: yeah, yeah, like another number here:
0: hundred and sixty more than us. It's incredible
1: um, last fifteen minutes of the game we are they have they score in the 79th. so actually, let's go to the last ten minutes of the game. It's not gonna change this number, but um I to. Mean, how many uh passes do you think? Albert Rusnak attempted in the opposition half.
0: Oh, attempted! Uh, I think I. Well, I might be cheating a little bit because I think we saw the numbers earlier. I think just he in had, the last ten minutes. Oh, in just last in the last 10, ten minutes. It was zero for sure.
1: It was one. Well, oh, okay. Sorry.
2: Okay, so I know. <sighs> Uh, um okay
0: so <laughs> go ahead work it out i saw
2: the, I saw the quote from freddie after the game the one that ratioed rsl soapbox for just simply tweeting out something that was repeating <laughs> what freddie said and i'm wondering matt if you could read that quote to us. Today.
1: yeah let me let me pull that up did i tweet it from rsl soapbox
0: yeah probably yeah
1: all right because i tweeted from from both that and myself all right let's see do 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 All right, here's the one that, oh, it it almost isn't ratioed anymore. It's kind of getting even there. (laughs) This is hard. All right. You hate losing, but the speed of the game forces you to play quicker than you're used to. You would have liked to have get a point out of it. He probably said God, and I mistyped that. The effort was amazing. Could have been sharper on the ball. Which I mean, true. Like the we we could have been sharper in the ball, and we would have liked to have got a point out of that game. Uh, we we certainly did not deserve one.
2: So the right and the the quicker than you're used to thing. I'm 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 honestly really curious about. Like, do we just not have? Is that are we not set up to play that quick, or do we not have the players to play that quick, or? I, I guess I don't really understand that. What that
0: means? I think he's talking more about LA's style of play. Um, like their whole game has been. When they're successful, they're just fast. Um, everything that they do is fast. They move into the press fast. They transition fast. They counter fast. They you know they just mm-hmm. pass the. Everything that they do is very fast, and it just seemed like. I mean, obviously, I think that's what Freddie was talking about, and the whole game, like we just couldn't. Do it. We couldn't handle it. We couldn't handle so that. what's
2: the solution
0: to that? Do we just well, not have the team to put up with that? I or like- don't think we do. I think the solution okay. to that is that you hopefully get a goal early, earlier than them, and you hopefully are able to not allow 29 shots. And if you do, you just have a really good goalkeeper that keeps it kind of close. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. I mean, Ochoa played out of his mind and was incredible all game and like nobody else was. And I was trying to make a point um, during the game that a part of the reason that RSL looked so bad on the ball and in possession and all that was due to, I mean, LA, the way that they played, like they were pressing quick and fast and they were double teaming the guy on the ball, like early, quickly. And Mm -hmm. it's usually double teaming somebody like silver or glad when they're stuck back to like, pinned back in their own half, and it forces bad passes. And they did that all night, but... So, I mean, credit to LA a little bit for that, but even without that, RSO is just bad. And I think the easy answer is just that the quality of the players just isn't there. It's not on the same level. I, Yeah,
2: I mean, that's kind of the only... That's that's like the only explanation that really I can really come up with. I mean, like I don't I don't know if there were any sort of I, I don't know what I wanted to hear from Freddie. I think that's uh, I think that quote made me that quote made me laugh really hard. I thought it was really funny, especially as someone who didn't pay attention or didn't watch the game other than the last like ten minutes. Uh, it saw Vela's goal and I was like, wow, that was crazy. Like it took a spectacular effort to make it 2 one. Their first goal was pretty nice too, but I like their first, the Vela's goal was extraordinary. Um, and then like, you know, not watching the game, seeing the stats and then just reading that quote made me laugh. Like, I mean, yeah, the effort was extraordinary. It's not like we didn't try. So I guess if, if, if the effort truly was extraordinary, uh, is that the word he used? Extraordinary.
1: Uh, it was something if, like that.
2: Uh, if the effort really was as good as he says it was, then I guess we just don't have the talent to compete with a team like LAFC anymore. Like
1: well, and games, that's so. and that's the
0: that's what like I hate about two years ago. The,
1: the, so yeah. I I feel like this is a good moment to introduce this Aaron Herrera quote because okay. I thought it was actually really good. Effort was great, but at this level, at a stadium like this, against a team like LAFC, effort's not going to get it done. Yeah.
0: Yeah, effort is the thing that I, I hate when coaches and players bring it up, or, or fans, I should say, um, because a lot of people have this idea that effort can <laughs> be more valuable than talent. And I just I don't see that playing out that often like effort is yeah. good and you want to see your, your mm-hmm. you want to see it's, the players it's kind of like a
2: conclusion though right but, like effort is the expectation like yeah of like
0: that's the that's the bar like give a good yeah. effort yeah. so i i've struggled to like praise players for giving a good effort yeah agreed yeah but, that's like how I feel but at the same time like that's all they can give in a game well that's not true but in a game like this against la like we were just outclassed all the way. So like good on them for effort. But yeah, Aaron nailed it. Like sometimes effort is good enough here.
1: Uh, He goes on to say 29 shots is not a good number to have against you. It felt like we just couldn't get it figured out. I don't know. Couldn't figure out our press or if we weren't good enough on the ball. It was sort of a combination of things. Effort's not enough here. Then he continues. I don't think we had control of that game for a single minute in the second half. We've got to go back and watch the video, see what went wrong. It was mostly tactical. I'm going to pause there for effect. Pause yeah. for effect.
2: Yeah. So that's that's kind of where. So, okay. So that that's where it gets down to. So if we've established that effort is the bar, and th- we really, sh- I mean, yeah, G- glad to see the boys cared and tried, but like when you get beat that badly and effort isn't the problem then what are the two remaining options the tactics or the talent you have on the team and apparently some of the talent on the team is thinking that it's the tactics
0: (laughs) well and to be fair like it's freddie juarez versus bob bradley
2: yeah, and it's like, a vi- and they have, they had, they clearly, I think they have more talent on their team. And I think, and they've invested oh yeah. oh, for sure more than we have. And I think it's clear that sometimes the tactical prowess of a coach and their understanding of their team and what their team's capabilities are can make up the talent gap. Right. And it can make up for a certain uh, deficiencies in talent that one squad might have versus another yeah i don't think we have the staff that has the ability to make up for those talent deficiencies so we are now experiencing in that game both a talent deficiency and a tactical uh prowess deficiency i would say so
0: yeah and yeah. i don't want to like Turn this into like a we need to fire freddy conversation because oh, I, I, I don't yeah. think that's what it is and I I don't, don't think we're a, really being unfair yeah. to Freddie when we say that he definitely got out coached and that's kind of to be expected like yeah. so like everything about this game except for the amount of saves that Ochoa made was like went pretty much as we expected it was pretty predictable
1: yeah
2: yeah it's it's uh. weird comparing the game, this game versus just like what we had at home against them. Um, Obviously playing at their stadium is a a different environment. They had a full packed stadium with like a bazillion fans or whatever. And they're, um, you know, it's different, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a night and day difference. I mean, you could, we controlled possession against them last time we played them. Again, we were at home. And I think they, I don't know, like they were in kind of a weird slump. I don't know if they've come out of it. I don't know if we just helped them get out of it. Um, <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I don't yeah know. if you want to go back to the last game, like watching LA against RSL the first time round, like it was pretty obvious that LA wasn't really up to snuff. And I, it wasn't yeah. like, a, oh, RSL is better set up than them or they have more talent than that. It was just like you could see the players actually not being as good as they should be.
2: Yeah, they weren't very sharp, right? Like Vela did not
0: look sharp at all in that game. And when you suddenly have Vela being sharp and Rossi being sharp, like this is the result. So Mm. it it takes a lot to beat L.A. And L.A. playing poorly plays a big part in that. And when L.A. isn't playing poorly, like they're not right now and they haven't been all season, but they're far and away like one of the best teams in the league when they're clicking. And I don't think that's even a little bit controversial.
1: No, it's certainly yeah. not.
0: Yeah, that quote from Aaron's interesting, though. Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I, yeah, yeah. It, it is unusual to have a a player say something like that to, to say like we were bad tactically. Like they'll mm-hmm. so often say like I wasn't good enough or like we weren't good enough as a team, like we couldn't keep up. You hear things like that. You don't hear. Sorry, I had it right up, and then I scrolled. That was dumb of me. It was yeah, mostly tactical.
2: Yeah, like that uh, is
1: that, that is interesting. It's a condemnation, I think, of the way we played. I don't think it's cond condemnation of Freddie Juarez, at least not intentionally. Um, but but Aaron Herrera is one we've we've often said like, oh, he's got a great relationship with Freddie Juarez. He came up yeah. through you know with Freddy Juarez, like, mm-hmm. and that is uh very very different from that um he also said uh that might have been our second time this season playing against a 3-5-2 and i'm a little i'm a little surprised that that he mentioned that um yeah and that freddie mentioned it because the mantra with coaches is often like formations don't matter it's just a way of putting a, (laughs) a name on something
0: yeah but that's all that's always been a cover
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's always been
0: just coaches just like mouthing off because they want to change the conversation.
2: It's always a cover, but then until it's randomly not, like in this situation,
0: and you're like, oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like the coach loves to not talk about that kind of stuff until Mm -hmm. like positionless football. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, It's one of the conversations that coaches love to, when they talk about it, they like to be a little bit condescending about it and be like, "Oh, that's <laughs> such an old school way of thinking. You don't like that's not how the game works. Like formations don't matter. Come on. <laughs> like you're smarter than this. Like that's the way it's brought up." But yeah. Yeah, it obviously matters. Like they're obviously talking about it. It's not Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so obviously like we struggled as
2: an entire team. Um Aaron scored. It was it it is my beautiful. understanding that it was from it was a counterattack after a corner on the other end?
0: Was it a corner? I mean, it would make sense that it was after a
1: corner. Yeah, it was a corner. So Rusnak gets the ball at the top of our box, plays a. He got. I mean, he gets credit with like a third assist on this, not an actual assist, of course, but uh, you know, a hockey assist, a double hockey assist. A hockey
2: assist. Oh, really? Okay.
1: Um, but he plays the ball into Demir Krylik, who it, it turns out the ball was actually, I think, pretty terrible um or demir Krylik really uh fumbled it but then I he was somehow.
0: A, I thought it was a deflection like he tried to pass it one direction
1: and oh, it got then, deflected to demir that that may have been it um anyway, demir it, it ends up with the up ball at demir. he plays of all people uh from a defending corner everton louise everton is streaking down the left hand side his his shirts <laughs> off his his shorts are coming off <laughs> Uh, Aaron Herrera is on his right side plays like a perfect ball to him just with the outside of his foot loops it around the 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 defense uh, Aaron hops onto it hits about the top of the box sees the the mm-hmm. goalkeeper coming up but not out far enough to like make a difference I mean he talked about this in his his post game too instead of trying to round the keeper like he did in the Olympics or Olympic qualifying at least I guess yeah. we did not make the Olympics um <laughs> he decides you know instead of going around i'm just going to put it through him yeah, uh, and he, he just, just put beneath his legs right yeah, put, it, his legs. put it right between him and yeah it, he done scored yeah. a goal
2: so aside from obviously our goal uh and it's easy of course to be like oh albert was bad uh <laughs> because he's been bad at like through the streaks of the season i mean i think everyone was really just bad so like yeah. did anyone like when you have that little of possession, you're playing against a three five two, and the midfield is overloaded. I'm assuming I'm assuming they were playing uh three five two th- um where they pay I'm assuming they probably have a three man midfield, maybe two center mids and an attacking mid, probably. I don't know,
1: yeah, um, it depends on like the source you're looking at. um I'm so assuming- like who scored has it is a four three one, two.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, but um, I'm assuming that our midfield was just like overran the entire time. Like, oh, yeah. uh, I'm, like Pablo probably couldn't. So Pablo and Everton started together, right?
1: Yeah. Like, yep. I've got to tell you, this was probably Pablo's worst game of the season, and he's had yeah, some stinkers yeah, okay. in the last couple of weeks.
2: He he hasn't had a great season in general. I think so far. Um, I think
0: I would disagree with it, that. I think
2: I I don't think he's been.
0: He, has, like he hasn't been like lights out, but year,
2: I, I thought, I, th- I mean, I thought last year he was a bit more impressive, but um I mean, he's been really good to, def- well, ooh, uh he's had some, I don't know. I, I It's hard for me to, to measure, but like, this is a good test for your midfield. So, I mean, I, I don't, I feel like this doesn't really come down to individuals on our team really being bad. It kind of feels like, like did Demir do a dang thing this entire game? Probably not. No,
0: <laughs> no. And, to your point, I think a lot of people like to pick on Albert because it's easy to pick on Albert and it has been easy to pick on Albert for a long time. And I think that's kind of what a lot of people have done with this game. And I don't know that yeah. that's entirely fair because, yeah, there, it yeah. wasn't like this- Albert was bad in a sea of really good players. Right. He Which, was bad in a sea of really bad he players. has been
2: this season, right? So, yeah. like, at times when we have, like, a good thing going with our team and we have really good performances from a lot of players on our team and Albert's really bad. That's when it stands out the most to me. Yeah. yeah. We have an entire team of bad performances. <clears throat> like I don't really care that much about Albert being himself being bad. Like it's not. Uh, yeah. It's, it doesn't feel like the right game to me yeah. to, to bring that up just because I mean, yeah, Albert didn't have a good game. We also had 35% <laughs> possession. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, Albert can't maintain possession by himself. Like, that's not on him.
1: Yeah, for me, Albert is sort of a, uh, maybe the maybe it's not the right word, but a, a bellwether of, I'm looking at bellwether. Yeah, the leading yeah. sheep of a flock with a bell on there its neck. Go. I'll take it. <laughs> um, he's sort of like the signifier of how the, the rest of the team is going when he's in form.
2: Mm-hmm. So like in Agreed. this
1: game, like 10 minutes left, he's all of his passes are coming from, you know, inside our half. And that for me is an indicator of the way the game was going, that uh, there were times he was deeper than the center backs and the center backs hadn't pushed up into the box or anything. He was just the deepest player on the field. Yeah, And uh, I don't think that's Albert's fault necessarily. Now, he may have a like a preference to do that. Mm-hmm. Like you can coach those things yeah, and I, it feels like he's being coached to play. Like when we are feeling desperate, he will drop deep and play a long ball. And it just isn't working like once. Yeah. It works thing, well in Saren Herrera and Demir Cry, Like I don't know where <laughs> that is, but
0: the thing that I would say about Albert, like dropping back, I, I don't know if this is exactly related, but it reminded me of a situation that happened. Um, in the game that was kind of frustrating and it's kind of something that I think is something that Albert does um, just generally he'll drop back and he'll play defense um, a lot more than I think people give him credit for like to him credit for is he'll come back and he'll double team with the left back or the right back or whatever Um, and what ends up happening is once he drops back if the ball gets played forward, he's not, he doesn't really get in a rush to like join the rest of the team. He kind of lets the play go forward and then he makes his way up field. And then if the play is still developing by the time he gets there, then he joins in and he's part of the team. Um, but he's not like sprinting from the back of the field to catch up to the play really hardly at, at all. Um, w- when he gets caught back and when he gets caught forward, what happened at one point in the game was he got caught making a run, and then LAFC took the ball or it was a bad pass or whatever. They started going back down the field, and his he just started walking slowly back. And then uh, Everton, it was, that got an interception on like their first or second pass, one of their outlet passes. So all of a sudden, we were back in the offensive end with the ball. But Albert was four or five steps offside and because he wasn't trying to get back and join the play and was just walking before he couldn't get back on side and then join the play in enough time for everton to like make a pass to him so everton had to like circle back and like bring it back into the midfield and try to cycle it around again and he eventually just lost the ball got dispossessed and then went back i think that's where everton picked up his yellow is on that play yeah he got dispossessed and went back and had to stop a counter and and pull the guy down or something. But that's the one thing that I, I don't like about Albert. Um, and it's kind of a, a nitpicky thing. But it seems like when he's very far behind the play, he doesn't really make an effort to get involved in the play. Yeah, unless – yeah. He, he yeah. just kind of walks his, his way towards the play. And then once he gets in the general vicinity, then he starts playing. But if the ball isn't near him, he's not really interested in getting near the ball.
1: So this, this brings us to an interesting comment from Brian Dantzap that I think also bears repeating. Um, and he, he's obviously very in the know in terms of Real Salt Lake. So that, that to me adds some important context here. And this was uh, in the postgame. He says, for Real Salt Lake tonight, they got out-competed. The reality is competition. You're not here to make money. You're here to win games. And like, maybe that game was never really on the table for us. Yeah. But, but that to me, it, I mean, that's a very telling quote, right. From somebody who, who understands the situations at the team. Anyway, I thought that was fascinating.
2: Yeah. I, I, I think talking
1: about.
0: <laughs> yeah. there's definitely,
2: that's just a classic Dunny. Like knowing something and then just like not saying something about whatever that something
0: is. I love when Dunny or when, whether it's RSL related or like USA related, whatever it is, I love it when commentators like drop things like that because it's fun and it just like drives whatever narrative you want it to drive. It's just something that the fans can take and run with. I think we all love it. The (laughs) the easiest thing you could take from that (laughs) is that he's talking to and about Rusnak, but it's also very easy for it to be read as he's talking to all the players. They're all making money. They, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, Albert's on the biggest contract, so it's easy to go to him, but it's it's a very yeah. easy criticism of the team to make at that time as well. Like, they were out-competed, and they just didn't – like, yeah, he's right. The whole team looked like they were just earning a paycheck. They weren't, like, trying to win a game that they thought they could win for large portions of the game.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, if it were me in that same situation and let's pretend that I'm athletic and not sure me, um, it's a (laughs) nice world that fantasy world to live in. Um, if it were me and I was at the skill level of an RSL player, like I would probably feel defeated, but I'm also not a pro athlete and it takes a certain mentality to, to succeed. And I think one of the hard parts is that we saw RSL with that mentality for so long where we, we'd come up against teams that were significantly better than us um, and, and perform well, unless it was sporting Kansas city, in which case um, I'm just sad, but whatever. Anyway, well, uh, I it, mean, at it, the same time, the, lost.
0: Yeah, a little bit, but at the same time, like I, I feel like the, the approach to this game once we evened it up at one-one, we were obviously not like not good enough, but we were holding our own. Like we didn't give up. Like did, did, we're talking about the team as if um, like they're defeated and frustrated and, and playing poorly because of that. And I I don't know that I agree with that. I think the team played about as well as they could, and they held off for a long time. And it was just simply. A matter of just you can't defend that barrage for that long and not Isn't give up a more goal.
2: Defeating than like just outright losing a game, though.
0: Yeah, I don't. I. I've, <laughs> th- this is the athlete mentality part that I. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. I feel I like it's either. very easy to look at that game and come away from it saying, "Yeah, we're <laughs> just as good as LA. We just got unlucky." Carlos Vela scored a brilliant goal. <laughs> And, yeah, we're, we're definitely, we can compete with these guys. Let's go. Like, I feel <laughs> well, like that's an easy takeaway. At least away. one
1: player can compete with them. <laughs>
0: but, yeah. but, like I said, I, 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 don't, I, I don't understand the, the mentality of an athlete that much. So, I don't know how, what the mentality takeaway is from that game.
1: Yeah, I'm I think it's easy to go there. both ways. Um, could this have been a perfect game to introduce Tony Datkovich in, like, a roaming center back role? No. Yes. <laughs> I'm with Kyle on this. Um,
2: I don't know. Put I him, didn't put him in <laughs> at, at center back
1: and have him just chase down Carlos Vela constantly. Now, maybe he's bad at that. Uh, we could ask Freddy Wires. He'd probably tell us if he was bad at it. But yeah. <laughs> I, don't, yeah.
0: I don't like the idea of bringing in
1: a new player in that kind of game. I don't like bringing in a young new player, but Tony Datkovich has gobs of experience. Like, yeah, but I'd I love to I see him come I, fight in that.
0: Yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. I just, for me, I think that's a really rude way to introduce a guy to a league to be like, hey, here's the <laughs> best player in the league. Go defend him. Is that is
2: that more rude or less rude than, uh, what we've done with bobby woods so far
1: well he's he's <laughs> and not basically
2: bad. just like get in the game and hope albert can play a 60 yard pass <laughs> <you>. <laughs> huh. and then and then you'll have people on social media judging whether or not you've scored when you've got like 20 touches on the entire season because uh you've started one game and yeah other than that you were just getting route one passes over the top like I don't think, I don't, or is it more or less rude than what we've done to Jason Ramirez so far or what we did with the Bofos Acedo or what we've done with oh. any other player? It's
1: Jason Ramirez, I mean, the uh, the injured list player who is training fully with the team now.
2: Yeah. Alex actually kind of walked that back. I don't know if you saw that. He no. Was like, oh, they actually said six games, not six weeks. Yeah. Or he
0: said, but I don't. he said he he corrected himself when he originally said six weeks it is like six games yeah but then he did kind of walk it back a little bit by saying it's pretty common for teams for players to like train with the team as they get back to full fitness which like yeah but also apparently he suffered a serious injury that required putting him on the injured list which is like a roster designation as i understand it like he got moved Mm -hmm. to the injured list because that's how serious the injury was that doesn't happen that much and that was like two weeks ago yeah and Meanwhile, all of a sudden he's andrew back brody training is, with the team
1: andrew brody had a yeah. you know broke a toe it wasn't two yeah. weeks ago it was a long lot longer uh, than that but still had surgery and you know is is not not being floated for that not, not mentioned and I think there, there's one there's one roster designation aspect of jason ramirez that uh andrew brody does not and it mostly has to do with uh country of birth i'll put it that way i think you get if you put an international player there i think you can register an international player in their stead yeah and of course we could just go ask uh elliot
0: yeah i was gonna say we should really ask elliot these things because i I, there's a part of me that the part that doesn't understand roster manipulation kind of stuff thinks that that was putting him on the injured list was like serious roster manipulation and i'm really interested to see yes. what happens when he comes back off of that injured list
1: maybe he'll be he there till the end of the season could be
0: i like how we Bell. just said that as if we like know these things and we're just like <laughs> kind of put it, we don't but that's honestly like that's my conspiracy theory right now is that yeah. they just put him on an injured list so that they could make another signing or with plans to offload jason at some point
1: yeah some point soon
0: that's what it seems like yeah
1: just painful at this point for me uh to it, it feels like such it, it's such a like rsl 22 like 2019 2020 signing and like progression of things. Mm-hmm. And it it really, it it's a great bellwether for well, where we're at. <laughs> there we go. But Jason Ramirez has led us to the promised land.
2: He has. Uh, so big takeaways from the game.
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't have any takeaways any? from that game, except that David Ochoa is probably a much better keeper than I think we than I thought he is at this point. Like I think I, he definitely has like the ceiling to become like one of the league's best. Oh but yeah. But I think this was definitely like a standout game to be like, no, he's actually a very good goalkeeper now, already.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's I that's I my only
0: real takeaway from it.
1: It is extremely telling that he went and trained with the Mexican national team for a week, came back, and had like a true standout performance <laughs> <laughs> just like everything he did was yeah. on, was perfect
0: kyle there's a point in the game where um i think it was v- no it was uh raheem edwards takes a shot and it's like from the left side of the box like curling to the right you know trying to mm. curl it around the goalkeeper that goal and ochoa makes a diving save on it and catches it in the air and comes down with it the whole which like I don't think we've seen from him at all and we don't really right. see that and from hold on to the ball yeah yeah like yeah. at the beginning of the season that was an easy criticism was he gave up a lot of rebounds he wouldn't catch yep. the ball and in the last couple of games like that has changed and like seeing that save it was incredible if you get a chance you should look for that save watch the game I and will. look for it it was an incredible save
1: so good i
2: love it i'm glad i'm glad that one of the takeaways is that he's good because, yeah, I mean he he's on MLS's team of the week, yeah, as keeper in a, from a losing, on a losing team, yeah. I don't know how how often the keeper of the week is on a team that lost and gave up two goals, but
0: <laughs> I think it's pretty clear that he was going to win. Yeah. Did we you see what his uh, who scored match rating was for that game? No. Nine it's really high. Nine point two.
1: Dude, that's like tremendous. Yeah,
0: yeah. like who scored I mean, yeah. doesn't go above like 8.0 like anything except for like world class performances.
2: Yeah, that's that's you would love to see it. Well, good for him. I
1: hope we don't have to see a performance quite like that again this weekend when we yeah. play LA Galaxy and We're at home this time. Are, yeah, they good? That, are
0: the Galaxy good this year?
1: Uh not not great. Well wow, oh, actually I, I think you should double check that that 'cause oh, yeah, no. pretty good. <laughs> oh no. Are they? they have five losses and every other game is a win. Okay. So oh. uh we
2: wait, every other game is a win. So what's their most recent one?
1: Uh they did Loss. lose to Vancouver White Caps at Rio Tinto <laughs> <Wait>. Stadium.
2: <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. yeah.
1: So we're we're gonna get the the blowback wait. on that, I'm sure.
0: But they are third in the West right now. They're 24 points from 13 games.
1: How in the world did they lose to the
2: Whitecaps?
1: I, I do have good... Don't question it. Just let it happen. <laughs> um, I do have good news for you guys, though. Um, we don't have another, like, single game gap between LA Galaxy games or, like, other LA teams. Uh, this time it's a, game, a gap of two games. So we'll play them on the 22nd, which is Wednesday, and then we play them on the 5th of August which oh is a day God. of the week. I'm not sure which day of the week it is, but yeah. So, uh, yeah.
0: So they're, they're third in the West. They're fourth in the league right now in the supporter shield standings, the galaxy. Right. And I think, I think Chicharito might still be leading the
1: league in goals. Oh no. Well, this should be a great game. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. I'm yeah, 10 excited. Rui Diaz also has 10. Oh, that's right. Demir's got to score three more to catch up. Demir is Demir really
0: on seven goals? Seven goals for us. Maybe
2: he'll get another uh, hat trick against the Galaxy. (laughs) That'd be lovely. Well, it would be.
1: Anything else to say about RSL versus LA Galaxy? Kyle, you'll be gone. We will miss you.
2: I'll miss you guys. I will. Let's see. Um. Ooh, I will be watching it though.
1: I think. Oh, good, that'll be fun.
2: I believe I should be getting to St. George right around that time. So, it, it, it's an eight thirty game or an eight o'clock game, right? Eight o'clock time, Yeah. Yeah, I
1: can't do another six or seven p.m. game. Mm-hmm. Ugh, too hot.
2: Although if it were earlier, I'd probably actually go to this one. But oh. you know, I won't be, but I will be. The ghost that I will be leaving next to you will be there in in fine spirits. Um, somebody should get some tacos in my honor from La Fagata. That can do. Um, All right.
1: In in the words of Phil Collins, "You'll be in our hearts."
2: That's right. No matter what they say. <laughs> Is that the next line?
1: Uh, probably.
0: It's a line for sure. You'll be in, in,
2: in. Yeah. 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 That's a, that song makes me a little teary
1: yeah i I think i I think i just
2: like tarzan a lot okay
1: you know i I have strong feelings (laughs) about phil collins um i thought he was really good with genesis during the peter peter gabriel gears but uh after that maybe a little less so
2: yeah that's more of an opinion than i've ever formed on him as a musician as a person as an idea really
1: <laughs> well when you're ready to dive into 70s prog rock head first let me know and i'll have trevor send you some likes just kidding awesome yeah. you some links Bill collins is a person that like as a musician and as a drummer
0: and a singer and like a recording artist like i should have more opinions on yeah because he like should be right up a lot of my musical alleys but i don't care about him like even a little bit probably fair
2: you know sometimes trevor the strongest opinion of all is indifference
0: well that's a pretty strong difference coming from me
2: all right here's another one uh the opposite of love trevor is not hate it's indifference
1: and on that note uh (laughs) good night guys
2: is that a lyric from like some like folk band? I'm
0: sure like? it I is, know. dude.
1: Somebody's got. It, a, oh,
2: it's from that. It's from that. Hey ho, ba, hey, then ho. The Ramones. The Lumineers. It's from, I think <laughs> it's a <laughs> Lumineers <laughs> lyric. You know, uh, you belong with me. Da, 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 hey ho, you know that song? Let's go. Come on. Hey. Yeah. Oh. Yep. No, that's, no, the, that's <laughs> not it. I belong with
0: you. you belong with oh, with I you know the song. Okay.
2: Uh, well, I think it's from that song. I think it's from that band. I just remember posting somebody posting it as like their Instagram caption. Oh yeah, God, of like, course, that was pretty funny. And then I looked it up, and it was lyrics. Was like, nice. Okay, well, good night.
1: Good night. Good night.